D&D. Yeah. That's what we do here. <laughs> this is a Please. podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons with each other. Sometimes. <laughs> On occasion. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play. Fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I am your host and dungeon master, Paul Shirley, and I'm going to roll with this giant D20. Oh, it's a natural one. Oh, <laughs> we got to cancel the podcast. Um, actually, I'm Paul, and uh, I'm joined by. Four people. In the background with their hands in the air. Four people that I know. <laughs> Who are you people? That you deeply love. I'd love you so much. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you just spilt coffee everywhere, Jeffrey. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> what is he screaming? <laughs> Clean that up. What are you doing? Sounds like a cartoon character. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's climbing under the table screaming. <laughs> what the hell? I don't understand. <laughs> He's gone. Full, <laughs> he's gone full beast mode. He was literally on the table. <laughs> oh, my face hurts. Uh, it started barely. It's been one minute. <laughs> I didn't even know what he's doing. I just look over, and the table's like picking up off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing? Uh, <laughs> he's running in and out of the room. I don't understand. I wish I could show you this. As soon as he gets back, I'll, I'll say my stuff. Where'd he go? Please. <laughs> He had to go get some towels, I guess. He spilled coffee everywhere. Welcome <laughs> to our show today. Is he doing another one? And we <laughs> are going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons. Unlike you've ever played it before. These are our four players. <laughs> Jeremy, please. You may introduce yourself now, Jeremy. Hey, guys. Gosh. Hey guys, we've been trying to do this for like 20 minutes now. <laughs> but I'm Jeremy, and I play Saul. Hey guys, it's Jeremy. I play Saul. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjorg. I am Alan, and I play Rackle. I'm Felicia, and I play Miz. <laughs> wow, we're we're really on one tonight, everyone. So hopefully we're getting all this out of our system, because we've got some D&D to play. So before we actually play D&D... I'm going to do that thing that I do at the beginning, which I've slacked on a little bit here lately, but I'm going to roll this giant blue D20. Why's it got to be blue? Paul? That's not good. It just is. That's not good. Uh, ask Jeremy. He's the one that got it for me. What is it? What so is it? I That's not good. Rolled a 19, as you can see. That's not good. Ooh. Mm. So last time we played, having defeated the hot feet in the area atop the cliffs there near Devil's Pass, our heroes took the night to rest and regather their thoughts. With their prisoner, Danae, they hoped to gather any information that they needed. However, during the night, Saul had a moment of spiritual clarity, mm -hmm. something, deciding to let Danae go. And Kjorg, in a moment of forgetfulness, left the only remaining member of the Hot Feet outside of the cabin, wounded and bleeding, but unsecure. As they sought for the straggler the next morning, they found him swollen and dead, turned a reddish color deep inside the mountain pass. Ew. That's nasty. Delicious. Traveling further into the pass, the four of them came upon a most unsettling sight. Five enormous spiders pale white with blue specks on their bulbous backs, seemingly suspended in midair, clicking along to the eerie tune being conducted by a small gnomish girl with a wand on a stool. Turning to the four of you, she says, Oh, hello. I'm Juniper. Who are you? I'm Kjorg, the people's champion. Saul's in the shadows. He's not saying anything. Kjorg, uh, nice to meet you, Kjorg. Um, you, you, maybe you didn't notice. I'm sorry. I, I'm. Uh, there are 
see these giant uh, spiders here. They're they're sleeping. So, yeah. Try not to yell, okay? Bugs should be squashed. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, uh, I'm, I'm, what's what's your name? Misk. Misk. Nice, nice to meet you, Misk. I'm uh, I'm keeping these spiders asleep. Why? <laughs> Wait, uh, quick question. Sorry, I, I probably should have prefaced with this. What are the four of you doing here? Are you working with the hot feet? No. <laughs> we are. <laughs> nice, Brackle. No. Nice. We're uh, we're working contrary to them, you might say. Are you working with the hot feet? Uh, well, I guess I kind of am, but uh, wait, when you say that you're working contrary to the hot feet, I don't understand. There are a lot of them. You guys probably shouldn't be in here. Yeah, about that. Shh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. And she sort of stops, and she's she's waving her wand, and you may or may not have noticed that one of the spiders kind of started to twitch its legs a little bit, and she just stops Ew. and keeps playing and playing. Whew, okay, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm, I try. I'm not trying to be rude. I know we just met. Uh, my name's Juniper, by the way. Did I tell you that? You did. Yes. What are What are you doing with these spiders? I'm keeping them asleep. How many spiders are there? Five. Five giant okay. spiders. What will happen if they wake up? These are very, very, very poisonous. Very dangerous. Maybe we should defang them. Saul's moving up closer to the spiders. Okay. He's trying to decide if he's going to stick a dagger in her or stick a dagger in one of them. Oh, my gosh. Are there any water spouts nearby? Water spouts. (laughs) Why do you need a water spout? (laughs) (laughs) Is it raining outside? These aren't itsy bitsy. Oh. (laughs) Oh I get it. I I I get it. I just can't. I get it. Anyway. So, are you being held captive by these spiders? No. I guess technically I'm sort of holding them captive, but I don't, I don't like to think about it that way as much as I'm just helping them sleep, and we're, we're not hurting them. Uh, as she's talking, Saul, you're creeping forward. Give me a stealth check. Oh, snap. First roll oh, of the night. First boy. roll of the night. All right, I get a plus four on stealth. One. It's not a one, but it's not great either. It's a nine on the dice, so 13. So she does not notice you as you creep forward. Oh, nice. yay! She got a three on the dice. So you sneak up and you are observing the spiders, and you're trying to decide, like you said, whether or not you should attack the spiders, attack her. You're trying to assess the situation, and you notice something. You come up, and from where you were before, it seemed as if these five very large. I want to say large. You know, their bodies, King Kong size themselves are about the size of a medium-sized humanoid, you know? Okay. Not taking into account their legs, which make them much, much larger than a medium-sized humanoid. They are slick and white and... So if we cut off all their legs, then they'll be about regular. Yeah. Their eyes are pitch black, and they seem dulled by the music. Mm. There's a sort of clicking sound coming from their mandibles and it's going in time with the music but I want to kiss one right on the mandibles now that you can see them more clearly from where you are you see that they're actually not suspended in midair they are actually hanging along a web a web of their own design you would assume and now that you're up close enough to see it you can tell that this web seems to be comprised of the same material as the things you've been seeing along the ceiling and the walls as you guys came deeper into this cavern. Oh. It's a sort of bluish-white, translucent web. It, it's not like anything that you've ever seen. It's, it's not just a cobweb or a spider web. It is glowy and uh, reflective. It's the dark web. It's the dark web. And each one of them is orientated with their heads pointing upward so that uh, their spinnerets, which produces the silk or the web, is pointing downward. And now that you're close enough to them, you can see that on each one of them, there is a sort of mechanism attached to the spinneret. It's like a small metal device, and it seems to have a sort of... if You would describe it as a tap. Are you harvesting these spiders' web fluids? I think Saul's the only one that sees this. He is. I can see it because I'm Brackle. You can roll me a perception check, Brackle. Brackle is Batman. I'm Batman. 
Because I'm Batman. Where's Rachel? It's a two plus four, six. So you don't, and the number one reason is because it's pretty dark in here. Uh, I mean, there is a dim light up here where you guys are at now, but it's very dim, and they all have dark vision, so they don't need the bright light, whereas Brackle would need more of that light. So you can't see those things. Where's the detonator? You hate me. I love you, Alan. Um, so No, Brackle. <laughs> I don't work with... Okay, look, I, I just I need to know something. Am I in trouble? It depends on what you're doing here. I'm keeping the spiders asleep so that the hot feet can collect their web. Okay, why would they want their web? Oh, it, these are these. Are, have you have you never seen spiders? Have you ever seen a spider like this before? She says motion. No. Kind of no. Uh, they're they're a very special breed of spider. Uh, the only place that I know they they exist in the entire world is right here. And uh, I was so excited to get a chance to study them. But to be honest, I haven't really had much of a chance because, as you can see, she keeps motioning her wand conducting the song she says i'm kind of uh stuck doing this non-stop round the clock never stops you know to keep them from well waking up attacking killing and eating all of us okay when do you sleep oh um well it's been a minute i've been taking potions to help me stay awake should we just kill these spotters maybe that will solve the problem no 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 don't don't kill them they're 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 well, I don't know if I would say innocent, but they're, they're just, they're fine. They're, they're beautiful creatures. This is their home. We, we're, we're just going to take what we need from them. It's not going to hurt them. They produce it. And then once we have enough, we'll, we'll be done. And they tell me that we only need, we'll eventually get it. Look, where are the hot feet? Are you guys are going to be in serious trouble? I think we're out of trouble. I think we're out of hot feet. So <laughs> the spiders are like hanging on webs around her, right? Behind her. Let's say she's probably 10 or 15 feet in front of them on a little stool, and they are on the web just covering the face of this pass behind her. And there are five of them. So she's working for <laughs> these people and keeping them asleep. So either way, it's either we wake the spiders up. If these 40 eyes open, I'm about to stab them all. I'm going to walk over and, like, is there... You know, does she got a table of stuff and, like, her potions that she's drunk and stuff? Sure. There's, like, a little table there. I'm going to go over and uh, look at... Um, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just, you know, looking. Uh, just... Ma um, I'm sorry. What's your name again? I already told you. Yeah. I'm Juniper. And I'm going to start... Are there potions set up there that's, like, full? What you see mostly there are empty bottles. <sighs> Do you have amnesia? Do I have amnesia? She just ain't slept because she's keeping these spiders asleep for the hot feet so they can uh, make a bunch of those okay, okay, okay. zippy look, 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 potions. Look. Right, and I'm going to take my finger and lightly like knock over one of the vials, start knocking them on the floor like slowly. Okay. Just walk by them. One of the vials falls off the table. When she knocks the first one off. Saul's going to like dash forward and plunge a dagger into the closest spider. Oh, no. Oh, snap. Kind of like surprise round sneak attack kind oh, of deal. No. Oh, snap. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to do that. I need my metal dice. Let me think for just a second here. That's not what I wanted to do, but okay. Brackle casts Tame Spotter. Where's Kellen when you need him? So, Misk, you step forward and you knock a, uh, a vial over and it crashes onto the ground. And when it does, all of the spiders start twitching like they're you know sort of starting to come out a little bit of this spell that they're under and she's like no 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 and Saul do you with twitching spiders run up and stab it the closest one okay they start twitching and you run up and stab the closest one yep oh snap so the spiders start mm. twitching and she says no 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 and she is saying an incantation and waving her wand and trying to maintain this spell with concentration and Saul at that time you come darting out of the darkness and she mm -hmm. sees you as you dart across the side and leap toward the nearest spider going to attack it uh, roll me an attack roll that boy is a natural 20 it really is a natural 20. I rolled a natural 20. He got a natural 20. I rolled a natural oh, 20. Oh, for the love of... Boop, boop, boop. It's a 20 mm -hmm. of the natural kind. 
You need to roll me 2d4s. You also need to roll me 2d6s. So that's six damage on the d4 so far. There's a five and a four, so nine plus six. Fifteen. Fifteen. Plus I get plus two to my dagger damage, so seventeen. Forty eyes look at you. Let's just kill them and leave then. <laughs> right behind, it's like in the top of its head is where I'm trying to go for it. Right in the middle of all eight eyes. Well, I, I would have said that it's a little high up for you to do that, but with a nat 20, I'll say you can do it. You get it right behind the head, and you dig in with your dagger, and what happens is actually you had to sort of leap to get up that high. When you stick your dagger in just above or just below its head, and you hold on as you sort of slide down, and you basically cut it open, dragging your dagger down through its flesh, mm-hmm. and the sound that comes out of it in that moment is... Not a good sound. It's a screeching sort of sound. It sounds like one moment it's right in your ear, and then the next moment it's like it's coming from you down a long echoey hallway. And the spider starts to blink a little, like it's fading in and out of your sight. And then after a moment it just disappears. Oh, you stab them, they disappear. Oh no, they're, oh no, there's a zippy, oh no. Oh no, what did you just do? And Juniper is struggling, you can see she's got sweat beating up on her forehead as she is. I killed a spider, let's go. She's holding the wand and the other spiders are still clicking and twitching a little bit and she is struggling to maintain the spell to keep these from moving. But she seems to be doing okay at the moment. They're not breaking free, but she's definitely in a sort of struggle. No, 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 no. You, you did not kill it. It's, uh, it, it's, it, it's phased out. What do you, what do you mean? These are phase spiders. That's what they're doing. They're collecting their web, and they're using them to create these vials that allow you to step into the ethereal plane and disappear here and appear someone else. I, I call them. I've been calling them. Well. I've got a couple ideas. One, I've been thinking about calling them phasers, but I've also been thinking about calling them jumpers. Which one of those do you think is a better name? Phasers or jumpers? What would you go with? I feel like you should concentrate on what you're doing. You're right. Uh, Oh, shoot. And one of the spiders had started to, like, curl up, and she turns around again, and she's saying the incantation and moving her wand, and the music gets a little louder. Okay. Call them night crawlers. I'm I'm talking about the vials. (laughs) You said Kjorg, right? Kjorg? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the yeah that spider's not dead. Who are you? She says, pointing to Saul. You can call me Satsaris, peasant. Show me your feet. Are they hot? Perhaps. Should I remove your ears? <laughs> I'm not with the hot feet. Are your feet hot? Here's the thing. If you're not with the hot feet, then why are you doing this for them so they can have this vial of phasing whatever. Why are you doing this for them if you're not with them? Uh, you better give us a good reason not to just kill you and the spiders right here. Uh, what? Don't kill me. I haven't done anything then to you. Then tell us why you're working for them. Okay, look, you don't have to be so mean. I, I have to. I owe them money. Just like the lady. Speak to my sister with respect. Is your middle name Dory? <laughs> what? He said because she's got amnesia. I, I give up. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Man, spiders are gross. Spiders are the worst. I, I don't have time to to share my whole life story right now. If, if you guys would like, I can tell you all about it later. I don't mind telling you. Don't get me wrong. I would love to tell it. And you all seem like you could be nice if you weren't trying to kill the spiders and get us all killed. Here's what you don't understand. Maybe we should leave. If those spiders wake up and snap out and I let go of the spell, then we're all dead. Where are the rest of the hot feet? Because if they seem in here talking with you, they're probably going to hurt me. They fell off a cliff. And died. Literally. All of them? All of them. They all just fell off a cliff. We stabbed the rest. Oh, gods. Here's the thing. Do you know who Danae is? Should I know who Danae is? Danae-nay. I just figured you would know since she worked right up on the hill. I mean... There were a lot of people, but I've I've not been out of the cave in a few days. Look, we can talk about all this later. What you don't understand is that spider is not gone. It's coming back. Okay. And when it does, we're all in trouble. So, 
Ahead of you, Kjorg, there is a sort of, like, pale, basically. It's a pale that looks like it's used to go from spider to spider and collect the material that's that comes out of the spinnerets. And actually, if you'll look, one of them has what looks like a sort of large silvery water droplet coming out of that mechanical thing attached to it. There's a bucket full of this stuff? It's not full full, but it's a pretty good sized pail that has quite a bit of the stuff in it. I'm gonna go get it. Okay, so you step forward and you go to pick up the bucket. And she doesn't say anything to stop you at that exact moment because at that exact moment, you guys hear this sound coming from the other direction, the entrance of the tunnel. And it sounds like an echoing hiss. Yummy. I draw my short sword. No, my bow. And I have an arrow knocked. And I'm like, is that the spider? You look at Juniper, and she has gone pale. I think we're in big trouble. So that, I, I'm assuming, is the spider coming back? The phaser? So you no, keep... No, 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 no. The phasers are the vials. The phasers are... It's what we're making. The little glass globes with the with the runes on them. You've seen them, I'm sure, if you encountered the hot feet up there. That's what we're making with these things. No, no. That, that was not... So if we just splash this on us, we can flash out of here? It's not that simple. And you hear this hissing sound again clicking and it seems to be coming closer down from the other direction i take a handful of the spider milk and throw it at misc oh my, oh my god you oh stick your hand down in this substance and it's really cold and very very sticky and your hand falls off and you go to throw it at her but it it, it just sort of sticks to your hand <laughs> No, cure. That's that's not how it works. No, stop, stop. <laughs> Listen, that's not how any of this works. Look. <laughs> Listen, we have to get out of here. Uh, and at that moment, the hissing sound that you guys have been hearing goes from that echoey sort of sound. Suddenly you hear a, a click, and one of those little portals opens up. And it's just like the ones that you've seen people hopping through, jumping through, phasing through the last few days. And out of it comes the spider that Saul had cut, and it is bleeding this blue, icky blood all over the floor. And then you hear this loud hiss echo down the cavern. And another one opens up. Oh, no. And this one is probably three times the size of the first one. Lovely. Stepping out of this portal is a spider that looks cramped in here. It is three times the size of every other one of these. It's monstrously gigantic, and its mandibles are just working and clicking and hissing, and it's spitting this nasty spittle liquid all over the floor as it rears back and prepares to lunge at the five of you. And Juniper says, We gotta go now. And she hops down, she releases her spell, and all at once the other spiders start clicking and twitching as they are slowly coming back to themselves. And the wounded one and the big gigantic one are walking towards you. You guys are sort of pinched in the middle. George, she runs up to you and she grabs the bucket. Okay, I give it to her. Saul's right behind her. She says, okay, everyone, do any of you have any of the phasers with you? Yeah. Quickly, quickly, how many do you have? How many do you have? Saul pulls out his two and shows her. I have two. Okay, I think I can make this work. And she takes her wand, and she literally just sticks it down into the bucket of this fluid, and she says an incantation. And when she does, the stuff bursts into this gaseous form and opens up this portal right behind you. It's huge. And she says, go! And she jumps through the portal. I jump in the portal. Come on, Kjorg. Me too. Saul's right there. I shoot an arrow and then jump in the portal. Okay. Of course. Uh, roll me a d20 for that arrow shot. Okay. I want to shoot it at the injured one. It is a four plus seven is 11. <laughs> that is a miss. It goes flying off down the cavern, but you're not really sure if it hit or miss, and you dive into the portal. Yeah, I do.
Hello, friends and MBH fans. Welcome back to Make Believe Heroes. You know, we really need a good name for MBH fans. I don't really know what it would be. Believers? <laughs> I don't think that's a good... That, that uh, That's a little too broad of a word. I don't know. Uh, hey, extra credit. How about some submissions for how we should refer to our fan base? What would you all like to be called since you are the MBH fans? Food for thought? Anyhow, I'm sure you all are anxious to get back to this touch-and-go situation. What's going to happen next? I don't know. Let's hurry and get through this so you can find out. First things first, DiceEnvy.com is a website that provides the D&D and gaming community with all the dice they could ever need. If you haven't gone to DiceEnvy.com yet, time is running out before Christmas. You want to get that special gift in for your friend? Uh, you still got time if you hurry. Go right now to DiceMV.com. Use that code HEROES to get 10% off your order. They have beautiful dice. You will love them. I have a couple sets myself, and I'm very, very pleased. I got to say, I really enjoyed rolling a nat 20 with these golden dice with the lion in place of the 20. I don't know. There's just something powerful about a lion instead of that just the number 20. And speaking of DiceEnvy.com, we have our December dice to give away. And these are a beautiful gold and white set of dice from DiceMV.com. You all entered, and we are going to draw live on the show right now to see who wins. Drum roll, please. And the winner is... Owen Alley. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you, and I promise to get these beautiful new dice to you as quickly as as I possibly can. Don't worry, I'm going to hit you up with a private message and let you know that you've won. We'll get a shipping address and take care of all that. Thanks so much for your support for the show. I'm really happy for you. Be sure to let us know how these dice treat you. May they only ever roll you nut 20s. Wouldn't that be something? Anyhow, back to business. We would be amiss not to mention BattleBards.com. They're a website that provides us with all sorts of music, sound effects, backdrops, anything you might need audio-wise, for your gaming table. And they have been with us from the beginning. So thank you so much, BattleBards, for letting us use your stuff. You all should go right now and check them out. And while you're there, if you use the code MBHPODCAST, it lets them know that we sent you, and you can get 15% off of your BattleBards Prime subscription, which is going to make your gaming table next level. So go check that out. Now, I do have a couple of five-star reviews to read for you all. First one is actually a review edit from Gladriel, whose review we read a few weeks back. Warning up front, there are a couple spoilers. So if you are just coming on with Season 2 and you don't want to have Season 1 spoiled, skip this part. The review reads, It's totally okay. I wrote the review before ending, referring to Season 1, which was amazing. Did not expect Lorik's death. So far, Season 2 is great. Wonder who the new paladin of Branshari is. Personally... I believe that he is part of a political group looking for the cause of the canopy. Good guess. I wonder who that strange, mysterious, tall, dark, and handsome character is with the Palor-marked rapier. I guess you'll just have to wait and see. We do have another review to read this week. This one comes from The New D&D Kid. And it's titled, A Hero... Dot, 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 arises? Question mark. A truly excellent podcast. Definitely one of my favorites. Season 1 was an absolute blast. Can't leave any spoilers, but I will say I knew someone was going to die, but I did not expect to. Loving Season 2 right now, just remember, roll for misadventure. That sounds about like a pretty solid tagline for everything that has happened in our podcast. Misadventure. Thanks, the new D&D kid. I'm really glad you're enjoying it. And uh, hopefully we won't, you know, have other characters kill off this season. I don't know. Anything can happen. That's enough for now. I hope that you guys are having a great time with the show. And let me let me just say, if you are enjoying the show, if you are, and you do love our show, give us a shout out. Tell your friends. Go on Facebook, go on Twitter, wherever it is that you talk to people. If you go to a gaming store or a comic book shop, tell people about our show. That's the best way that you can help us out is to help us grow our listener base. And the best way to do that is for people who love our show and love gaming to share our show with other people that love gaming. That is absolutely the best thing you can do to help us out. Thank you all for being so awesome, for being the greatest fans in the world, 
for all these wonderful five-star reviews you've written. We're humbled by them, and we love you. And that's enough from me now. Let's get back. Let's see what happens when you jump into a makeshift portal created with a bucket of face spider goop. Shall we? The five of you appear in this other place. It is very, very, very foggy. In fact, you can barely see more than 15, 20, maybe 30 feet in front of you. You have purchase on the earth beneath your feet, but it's very, very hazy and hard to see around you. And Juniper is saying there, she says, okay, we, we, we need to just go. We've got to get away from here. We need to put as much distance between us and there as we can because it, it, they're going to come after us. Okay, let's go. And she just starts walking. Where are we? Where are we? I'm not sure where we are. We're, we're in the, uh, the ethereal plane, I believe, is the official term for it, if I remember uh, my studies correctly. Wouldn't this be like the worst place to be when you have those phaser things coming after uh, us? Yes, they're going to chase us here, but if we can get far enough away from them, if we can get far enough away from where we were, because we've moved a considerable distance, consuming that much of the liquid at one time makes us move considerably farther than just a simple face, so we need to go. Silence, gnome! He slaps her in the back of the head with his tail. Ow! Look. Let's go. Too much talk. Move. Okay. And she takes off running. (laughs) At that moment, you guys hear the telltale sound of a portal opening up behind you. I smack Saul in the head with my tail. (laughs) You don't have a tail. He jumps up and tries to hit me with his butt. He smacks him in the back of the head with his own tail. (laughs) Brackle uses his tail to smack Kjork. You don't have a tail, he says. (laughs) (laughs) looking back you see a portal has opened up into this plane behind you and out of it comes barreling a gigantic spider that followed you all into the devil's pass we need to go now and let's all roll initiative this is a skills challenge no it's not snap crackle pop yeah rice krispies Saul got a 19 his is technically a 21. I I rolled three dice at once. <laughs> Why? I got a 20, a 1, and a 2. Well, I got a 1, so take the 2. 20. What is it, initiative? Yeah, so you add like your... Oh, so I got a 5. George, what you got? I finally roll, roll something good when it's initiative. I got... What do you got? <laughs> Oh, a two. You rolled a two. I got a four total. All right. Somehow, Miss rolled a natural one and still got better initiative than you. Because I'm awesome. Yeah. Okay. There's an enormous spider behind you all chasing you through a dark, cloudy, foggy, shadowy, ethereal plane. Have you ever got? Have you guys ever seen that movie, um, The Mist? Never have. Yeah. I've seen enough to know what you're talking about. It's an awful film. I wouldn't recommend watching it, but that's sort of what this is like. You can hear strange sounds from around you. Sound travels differently here. It's sort of echoey, and you all are just running along, and you need to get away from this thing. Use your spells. Use your attacks. Use your skills. Get away from it as far as you can, and then once Juniper feels that you all have made enough of a distance... She is going to try and phase you out, but you all need to be together so that she can use your phasers to do so. Should we set our phasers to stun? Saul, you go ahead and uh, kick us off. <laughs> Saul is going to glare at the spider. I mean, he feels a little bit closer to, to home this way. It's smoky here at least, you know. He's going to look back towards the spider, and I'd like to use deception and thaumaturgy to make the spider uh, appear like it has flames on its front legs. And just try to deceive it into slowing down or being shocked by the fact that, oh my god, I'm on fire. Okay. Trying to scare it with fire. Scare it with fire. Ooh, I got another 19 on the dice. Kill it with fire. That's a 26. So that's more than enough. So what does it look like? Basically, you see Saul. He's running, but he pulls a cigar out of his mouth and turns and looks over his shoulder and just kind of like points his cigar in that direction and like flicks ashes. And then you see purple flames, like, on the tip of a cigar. And then you see purple flames, like, fly up the legs of the spotter. And Saul says, I wonder if they're cowards. 
and he pops his thaumaturgy and runs on. The spider starts smacking its legs against the ground and freaking out. It looks more angry than afraid, but it's definitely paused it. Brackle. Yes. It's your turn. Is the injured spider nearby? The injured spider is not here that you can tell. Okay. I was going to use cure wounds on it to try to make friends, but... Oh my gosh. In the absence of that... So, are there a lot of spiders in close proximity of each other? There is one gigantic spider here. Just one? Just the one <laughs> gigantic one. Wait, there's only one. Welcome welcome to the show. There is one. It's the size of a, like a large elephant. Okay. Or a small whale. We went through a portal. It's like the size of an RV. Like an African elephant or an Asian elephant? Please. African. Okay. I'll shoot the spider. Okay. With my bow. Shoot it. I got a 22. Natural. I'm just kidding. That's a hit. Oh. Interesting dice you have there. So I will roll a 1d8. Shoot it in the eye. That will be 4 plus 3. That's 7 damage. Oh. Okay. Your arrow flies off and hits it. It hits it around the time that the fire from Saul's thaumaturgy has faded away. It clicks and hisses and falls at the arrow. And then it just redoubles its efforts heading towards you all again. Why would it do that? Because that's what it wants to do. It wants to get you. So now Juniper is going to take a turn. And the first thing that she is going to do is she is going to cast Firebolt back at it. So she just waves her wand back at it, firing a Firebolt off in its direction, and it just goes off and completely misses. Amazing. You get the picture that she's not used to combat. Uh, this thing is going to kill all of us. We we really need to get out of here. Don't worry. We're going to make it. We've been through worse. We killed like 700 hobbits. Okay. <laughs> At this moment, shoo-ba-doo. Uh, shoo-ba-doo up. Brackle was the last one in, right? Yes, because I stopped to shoot an arrow. It leaps at you, Brackle. Why would it do that? It's going to try and clear good distance with a big old jumpy jump and bite you. Hmm. What's your AC? Uh, since I'm not holding my shield, that would be a 15. That is a hit. You, you, you hate me. Okay, you're going to take six damage from that. So it jumps high into the air, Brackle. It actually disappears from your view for just a second, and then it comes down right over top of you with a bite onto your shoulder. And it, ah. it doesn't... Gosh... It doesn't dig in and hold you, but it, it sort of just, its fang just punctures and releases. Ooh. And I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. So if it's the size of an elephant, its fangs be like the size of a forearm? I mean, they're pretty sure. Sh- I mean, pretty large. It's like a, I don't know, like a steak. Instead of fangs, wouldn't it have tusks? Please <laughs> roll me a constitution saving throw. How big is its trunk? I did. It's five. Total. Modified. Uh, I'm dead. <laughs> Brackle. What are we going to do if Brackle dies? Like, Wow. you! I've never seen anyone be luckier than you are right now. So I, it missed? <laughs> I rolled four D8s. Four D8s? Four D8s of damage. What's 40 times eight? 320? And guess how much damage you took? 11. 11 damage. <laughs> you lucky dog. You gotta be kidding me. That's amazing. Yeah, I actually only took... What's the minimum that... uh? I actually only took 4 damage and you added to it because you hate me. Yeah, that's 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 more accurate. So... It is. You, you admit it. It bites you and then you pull away and take off running and as you do, this feeling just settles into your stomach and you realize that you've been poisoned. Okay, so you're not dead. And also, don't think you're poisoned. That's only if you... Oh, I'm not poisoned. I'm looking at it. I think you're only poisoned if you get if you get dropped to zero hit points. It says, if the poison damage reduces it to zero, the target is stable with poison for one hour. So you're not you're not poisoned. All right. Okay. Because the spider will drag me back to its lair and wrap me up and suck out my juices. And will love you and yep. kiss you and hug you and love you forever. Misk, it's your turn. You see Brackle. Brackle is running, but he looks very, very ill. Like one hit point ill. Yeah, he, I'm gonna... He looks like he could fall over at any moment. Well, I was going to do something toward the spider, but since he's hurt, I'll use um, Healing Word. Okay. How do I do that again? 
uh, you say something, and he will regain 1d4 plus uh, 3. Say something, I'm, I'm giving up, up on you. You don't have to roll a d20, you just, he just automatically gets a d4. So I'm you just sorry roll a d4, that you got is... bit by a spider. If anything, I'm... Okay, guys. <laughs> you see that Brackle is hurt. What do you say to give him magic healing? Brackle, next time I actually try to hit the spider, not scare it. Brackle throws up. <laughs> but, you, but you feel better. I helped you. I didn't even roll. Throwing up always makes you feel better. She's just rolling it right now. Four plus three. Six. I heal six. You regain six hit points. Yeah, man. I did it. I did it. Jorg, it is your turn. What are you doing? How close is he? As close as you need to be. I am touching the spider. Okay. I want to whip one of his eyeballs. Okay. All right. So roll me an attack roll. I will blind him in one of his eight eyes. It's a... <laughs> I can't tell you. What is it, Jeffrey? Oh, gosh. Is it a natural one? No, it's not. It's an eight total. It was a three. So you miss his eye. And it seems like your whip has no effect on him. Except I don't, because I'm using my inspiration. Okay. Because I can. All right. <laughs> okay. Re- re-roll it. I don't think that was a good idea. <laughs> it's an 11. 11 total? Yeah. Yeah, that's also a miss, unfortunately. Closer, but also a miss. Darn. So you don't make any contact with it. It does seem a little bit wary of you now that you're whipping at it. Like, that's something it's not really sure what to do with that. But uh, you don't cause any damage, and you, you don't blind it. Saul. It's watching me whip. Saul is going to see Kjorg getting in a desperate situation. He's watching me whip, too. And he's going to take advantage of that. You should nay-nay. Exactly. He's going to use his stealth to try to get into the mist. So the spider has a lot more trouble seeing him to pursue him in particular. Okay. Like, I want to keep my eyes on Juniper in particular and Misk in particular, but he would definitely run off and, well, no, he would run off and leave just about all of them except for Misk. So, basically, into the shadows where he can basically just see Misk. Stealth. That is a five on the dice. So not great. It's not wonderful. His stealth's only a plus four, so he only got a nine. Okay. We're doing good. We're doing great. You are trying to hide in the fog. Yep. Brackle. Yes. You barfed up some green bile. Yum. You feel emboldened by the magics that Misk sent your way. Now you know that this spider is very, very, very serious. Is How close is it to me? Within 10 or 15 feet. I bite it back. Bought one of his legs off. So, like, what are we running on here? Like, are we just on dirt? Or are we just kind of flying through this foggy land? You're flying, th- you're running through the foggy land, but it is dirt. Dirt. Okay. Kind of like dirt. I try to... You can call it astroturf. Like, kick up some dirt, try to fling it in the spider's eyes so that it, like, disorients it or whatever. Okay, using what skill would you like to... Uh, athletics? Athletics is fine. Kicking dirt. I'm going to roll my d20. It's unfortunate. I'll add athletics to it. It's a seven total. You fail to do so. <laughs> so the dust, the, the dirt beneath you, you go to sort of kick it up and try and blind it a little bit. And there's just not a lot to get a hold of. You know what I mean? It's a pretty dry but not very well churned up dirt. And you couldn't really grab a hold of much of it. So you're not able to do that. Juniper is going to go now. Kjorg, from the moment that she saw you, she's sort of been a little bit impressed with your strength. So she steps over to you and she places a hand on your elbow and she says, Kjorg, I know you can stop it. And she's going to cast the spell Heroism on you. So a willing creature that she touches is imbued with bravery. Until the spell ends, you're immune to being frightened. You gain temporary hit points equal to her spellcasting modifier at the start of each of your turns. Okay, so you're going to get some extra hit points here, which will be three. You're going to get three extra hit points. I feel like a hero. And you can't be frightened. You are immune to being frightened right now. 
Nothing scares me. Which is quite handy because at this moment the spider is going to let out another one of those hissing shrieks. But I don't you don't know if it's because of where you all are or what, but it pierces your eardrums. And it sounds like a terrible, horrible, unearthly sound. And I need each of you, except for Kjorg, to make me a wisdom saving throw to keep from being frightened. I'm very wise right now. I did good. I got a 17 on the dice. A 17 on the dice. I got a 20. Not on the dice, but if you add all the stuff together. Okay, so Juniper succeeds. Sounds like everyone succeeded except for Misk. What did you roll, Misk? I rolled a 7. Oh, okay. Plus your wisdom? Yeah, it's a Mm. 0. Oh, shoot. Okay, so uh, Misk fails her save. So what that means, Misk, is that you can't attack it. And you can't willingly move toward it. you got to run, run, run away from it, which is fine right now, but you're a little freaked out, and it's going to make what you're trying to do to stop it a little more difficult. And it is your turn. You are terrified of this thing. This Scram- thing is so scary. Scrambling to get away from it. What do you do? Can I use a performance to try to run away from it? No. Like you said, that I would can? Be, that would be ac- acrobatics oh. or athletics would let you, I would say, if you're trying to run faster. And you can attack it, you just have disadvantage, right? I guess. That's what I thought. So you can attack it with disadvantage, but if you use something that isn't a straight-up attack, something that requires it to save, then that wouldn't really affect you. Oh, okay. I want to use Thunder Wave to try to knock it back or whatever. Like, get away from me. I want to Thunder Wave the crap out of this Roll thing. me a d20, Felicia. Okay. You rolled pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I need everyone else to roll me a d20. Oh snap. Thanks, Felicia. What are we ro- rolling it for? Sorry. Just roll a d20. We all get blown off a cliff. And just tell me what you got. I got a five. Okay. I got a, I got a five as well. Okay. I got a four. Wow. In this, I got a four for Juniper. Uh, <laughs> but in this instance, that's good. So I had Felicia roll a Yay. d20, and she rolled a 15. And if you guys had rolled higher than that, you would have been in the target. So that was the way it was set up. No one gets targeted by the Thunder Wave, except oh, that's great. Les Spider. So Les Spider is going to make a save. Let's see. What's your spell save, DC? 13. Okay. So it actually saves, which means it's not pushed back, but it is going to take half damage. So go ahead and roll me your DiMaggio, which I believe is what? 2d8? 2d8. All right. Roll it. Yeah. Okay. So it takes two damage from your Thunder Wave. So how do you do that? How do you cast that? <laughs> So I'm like freaked out from this thing. <laughs> Apparently it's frightened me. I'm going to turn around and be like, ah! <laughs> We're all going to die. Yeah, I just yell Let's... at it and it freaks me out. And I just <laughs> yell It seems it. annoyed by that. Good. But it doesn't take a lot of damage. It's like it grabbed one of those pieces of fake gum that kind of shocks your finger. It's your turn, Kjork. Oh, boy. It's, it's, your, it's your turn, bro. Okay. I want to put a crowbar between its teeth. Okay. You have a crowbar, right? I mean, technically. I want to do like Luke Skywalker did to the Rancor. Okay. This is where Kjorg loses a hand. I hope so. That would be the coolest. That's fine. Just make me an athletics check. We'll call it that. It's like an attack roll. Same thing. Same number for you. Let's see what happens when I do this. 16. You made me nervous. I was like, he's going to get in that one. 16. Okay. Uh, that is enough. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling emboldened by the spell that was cast on you by Juniper, you turn, pulling your crowbar from your back. I guess you just pulled out of your pack and rushed toward it, and you just wedge the crowbar into the mouth of this looming spider. What are you hoping to do here, though? You want to, like, try and break its teeth? I want to pry one of his teeth out. Okay, so you jab the end of your crowbar between its mandibles and just wrench it, and when you do, you feel something like bone just snap inside its mouth. (laughs) And it howls and falls back, clawing at its mouth and shrieking. And uh, that gives you guys a chance to really make some distance. And as you turn to run up and catch with the rest of them, Juniper yells out, I think we've almost come far enough. Quick, everyone gather in close. And Saul, it's your turn as you all are trying to gather in close and keep ahead of the spider. <clears throat> yes, I'm going to leap out of the shadows when she says that. Okay. And uh, 
acrobatically use my tail to help whoever needs caught up to catch up. Okay. Just roll me acrobatics. Grab my hand and pull me forward with your tail. It's bad. It's a three on the dice. Okay. You're not helping anybody? That's only a seven. You're not helping... Jeffrey, please. You're, you're not helping anyone, but you are able to get up in line with everyone else. And Juniper says, quick, get your facers <laughs> out. Your, your jumpers, the vials, I need them. Brackle. I fling another arrow at it because I've got to do something in this friggin' challenge. Okay, roll it. Do something. It's a 13 plus 7, that's a 20. That will nice. do it. Just do it. <laughs> okay, I want to roll the d20. Or the D8, sorry. It's a two plus three. That's five damage. Okay, so you, as it's clawing at its mouth, you... Shoot its other tooth out. You turn back and... Or are you aiming for its face? I'm aiming for its face. Aim for the face. Brackle, you loose an arrow flying back toward the spider. And it actually sticks in right beside where Kyork's crowbar had broken off one of its mandibles. And it digs deep into its mouth. And it is just screeching and clawing and blind with pain and rage. Yeah, it is. Now, it is Juniper's turn. So she gets Saul's vials together and she gets yours, Misk. And she says, okay, everyone, put your hands on me. We've only got four of these. <laughs> Pray to the gods. Gathering the four vials together, she begins to speak an incantation, which is different from the way that you guys have seen it done before. She's probably just trying to power up the spell as best as she can. Gathering in the four of you, she just grabs the four vials together and she launches them forward. And they crash about ten feet ahead of you all. And then she just runs as fast as she can toward this portal that appears and you all jump into it. Ah! Yay! And I think that's where we're going to end this episode this week. Wow. Oh, thank God. No more spiders, please. The thing's just going to keep chasing us. Yeah. We're going to die. Yep. Actually, that, we're going to kill it. The next five episodes is just you guys running from that spider. <laughs> <laughs> and we turn around. Hello? Wait. Did Alan shoot that other sp- uh, tooth off? I think so. Can we call the spider toothless? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, typically, this is the part of the show where we would do a campfire side chat where we answer questions from our Q&A. We're not going to do one this week because I think that we're we're pretty much caught up. So if you sent in a question and we didn't get to it and you know that, shoot me a message on Twitter or email. And also, if you have any other questions ever about the show, about anything, and you just have a burning question you'd love for us to discuss it, shoot it to us and we may do another fireside chat for you. But for this week, that is going to do it. We have been Make Believe Heroes. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week to find out if these guys are back in Monumi or dead. Uh, Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. We love you. Bye.